0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast podcast coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. What's up there, Chrissy?
0: What's up, Johnny? Another rainy summer day in uh, Salem, oh, New Hampshire.
1: Crazy, ain't it? So just, enough, just a little enough. more sun would be
0: great. I say that and I just stopped peeling from an awful sunburn I got over the weekend. So.
1: Well, last uh-huh. weekend. Aha! Yeah. That's all but right. Yeah. Where'd you go to get a sunburn or just anywhere? I went
0: to a music festival. Friends of mine, uh, their band hosts, a. it's called Trout Stock. They do it once a year. They're their third annual music festival uh, two weekends ago. So the first two days I stayed sunscreened up, and on the day as we're packing up, I'm like, I don't want to do sunscreen because I hate it and I don't like it. And yeah, burned like a, just burnt to a crisp. And everyone's like, you got tanned. I'm like, nope, that's just dead skin. And then it falls off and then I'm pink again. And then I go back to being white and I don't really tan a lot. But you know. That's just I don't. But you're from Australia. I know. I it's know like eight thousand degrees I there. I stay out of the sun. We're not friends. I just stay in the shade.
1: Ah, I, I'm um, a fan of the shade. Yeah, I don't. Fat I don't, guys in heat don't go I don't well. Do the
0: sun. Yeah, I used to be a fat guy. So. I don't <laughs>
1: <know>. <laughs> oh, we, just wait. You, yeah, I know. I knew the what I was are coming on you. that one. Oh, let's see, <laughs> Mrs. Mag, Tim Rogers, what's up? Can't wait to see you this weekend, brother. C Mac, Matt Pereira, same to you. Couple of days, boys. Chris Rzeginski. Oh, all the boys. I'm going to be with most of the chat room I all know. weekend. It's so exciting. It's going, be great. it's going to be great. Oh, man. So we're going to have some fun today. Yes, we are. So let's get right into it. Today's episode brought to you by
0: the number one best tasting shake on the planet Uncle Steve's Shake. Uncle Steve's shakes are handmade, hand measured, hand mixed, and hand-packed. Uncle Steve's shake is made with the finest of ingredients and comes in fifteen amazing flavors, including this year's additions, the CJ West Coast, the Texas Cajun, and the All-American SPG, which is no sugar, no MSG, vegan and keto friendly. It's so thoughtful of him to make one like that. No matter what you're eating, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. And don't forget, my personal favorite's not even a shake. It's all peppery barbecue goodness, the sauce with no name. If you have any questions, Uncle Steve has great customer service to help you with all your shake needs because it's going to be him on the phone. Go to UncleSteveShake.com to order your shakes today. Also, while you're on that website, have a look around. You're got to find some fantastic tips and recipes to uh – to do with the shakes, you'll be amazed at just how versatile Uncle Steve's shakes are. And while you're online, head on over to Facebook and join Uncle Steve's Shake Nation to stay up to date with all the latest creations made using Uncle Steve's shake. Hey, maybe share some of your own even. It's time to step up your backyard barbecue and your competition barbecue game with Uncle Steve's shakes. Uncle Steve shakes shakes them on everything.
1: Nice. Also brought to you by. Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com, whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, today I am smoking the La Gianna Toro Maduro. There you go. Fantastic. Look at that burn. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit 2guyscigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number (laughs) 2guyscigars.com.
0: Today's show also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves. Whether you're the family grill master or a professional pit master, quality tools make it easier for you to be your best at the grill. Longtime firefighter and founder of Magna Chef, Alan Fonte knows a thing or two about fire management. He designed the Magna Chef gloves and the Freedom Barbecue Gloves for you to be able to get in and out of fast. With the magne- magnetic swivel plates, you can easily slip in and out of these gloves. They're gonna keep your hands cool and allow you to cook and grill safely, no more getting getting. getting stuck in hot gloves. Depending on your glove preference, MagnaChef has two fantastic options for you. The first is the classic MagnaChef barbecue glove as seen on screen here. It comes in five awesome colors. We've only got three, but hey, that's okay. They're made of food grain, silicon, web fit for a firmer grip, dishwasher safe, one size fits all, heat rated up to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. And your second option is the Freedom Barbecue Gloves. It's a more traditional five finger flexible and pliable grip, 14 inch long cuff to protect your forearms, made of heat resistant neoprene, Heat rated up to 932 degrees Fahrenheit. These gloves help extend your time over that fire. Both styles of MagnaChef gloves are great for barbecue and kitchen use. Head on over to MagnaChef.com today. That's M-A-G-N-E chef.com today. And order yourself a pair of each. And at the checkout, make sure you use the promo code FREEDOMLIVES for 10% off your order. MagnaChef barbecue gloves. Master the fire. Freedom barbecue gloves. Take a stand. Free your hand.
1: Also brought to you by CustomCuttingBoardsRS.com, Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas is building what I consider and call the Yeti of cutting boards. These boards are damn near indestructible. Mm -hmm. They take an absolute beating, and I will have them with me this weekend because it's been raining, so I'm not taking any chances. Mm -hmm. So we have the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop size board. have the massive 18-by-36-inch brisket board. And we got the pizza board for that perfect even slice every time uh, UV-protected the... Rubber nubs on the bottom, so even on the wet surface, the board will not slide on you. Uh, the deep lip reservoir, catch all that juicy goodness. Uh, multiple colors and color combinations available. Uh, engraving inv- available. Just go check them out at customcuttingboardsrs.com. That's the letter us.com. Heidi, what's up, darling? I'm so excited to see you this weekend. Dave LaConte, what's up? Big Kano, my brother, what's going on? Big Kano, I got a Gianna Maduro today. Clarence Joseph, CJ, what's happening? Haz, what's going on? Gray Rhino? Tim, Chris, all the boys. Yeah, we're going to have a great... Doug Peterson, what's happening? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a great time this weekend up in Maine at the Cora Care's comp. So mm-hmm. I'll be getting there probably early. noontime ish on Friday. Set up and let the good times roll, as we say. Oh, yeah. Till we gotta start taking care of business on uh early Sunday morning. Daddy Dutch, what's up? So let's get right into it without any further ado. I'm so glad to have my good, dear friend joining us again. He has been a busy boy, and we're going to get right down to everything. He's got his hands going in now. Ladies and gentlemen from Texas Style Barbecue and Cuisine, and also the Big Sexy Barbecue Society. The, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, Mr. Chef
2: Johnny Stewart. Chef, what's happening, brother? Hey, buddy, how are you doing today? It's a great day in Texas. It's a nice, cool day. We only hit about 106 down here, so <laughs> you know we, we, we got well, I think we got a northern blowing in or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys have been living on the surface of the sun lately.
2: Holy. I got in my truck about a week ago, 5.30 in the afternoon, and my truck said 121
1: yeah i saw that post i'm like oh my god yeah. i'm luckily i'm lucky i come down there in february in uh october <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah yeah without a doubt uh, but other than that it's been it, it's been great we got school going again so i've got classroom full of kids and uh, you know they always keep me busy so we're we're rolling our new year around and and you know a few projects going on and that's it, man. We're just, you know, day in the life of a chef.
1: <laughs> Molding the minds, the future culinary minds. I like it. I like it a lot. And um, I'm assuming the uh, the coffee shop
2: is still up and running coffee, this year? Co- coffee shop is not open yet. It is. In fact, we got our milk in today. So as we're rolling things along, the coffee shop uh, will probably be open Thursday morning for the first day. So we open Uh, It opens 8 to 9.30, and uh, then it's open at lunchtime, and uh, it's going to be good. We're going to start bringing some people in from outside. We've kind of held off on that for a while simply because of uh, things going on at schools. But We think we got the logistics right, so the outside will be able to come in pick up their lattes and their coffees and and a pastry and then head off to work, so the kids are going to be busy uh, taking care of the coffee shop and, and cooking pastries. So.
1: nice a nice little expanding all right i got a big question right off the bat for you chef what do you have on uh mac you got some good water. dirt on c-mac what's up with the water in texas how does chef keep getting younger and more handsome <laughs> you got to have some type of dirt on that big boy. I uh, I uh, I sent him cash
2: for that nice statement on me. <laughs> it is. Sweet. So I had a, I had another trip around the around the uh, uh system the other day. It hit 61 uh last month. So I it hasn't been, I'm not quite a month into being 61, but I I guess my 60s are being good to me.
1: There you go, there you go. that ah, is there's Uncle Steve, and uh, oh, Fernando's joining us, Chef.
2: Fernando Fallon, is that who it is? That's who it is. I believe your cousin, go, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, one of my old teammates and my yep. cousin. He uh, he he was good enough to marry into the family. We let him in, and <laughs> him and I did a whole lot of cook-offs together. And and we we uh, anyways, no, they don't come any better than Fernando. Glad he made it in
1: here. Beautiful, beautiful, Uncle Steve, my man. Steve, did you get my message? I left you a voice message last night. Thank you for uh for what you did. I appreciate that. That's gonna be great. Um, so Chef, you've been a busy boy. We 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 talked a couple weeks ago for uh, on my ride home and was catching up on everything. But um, you want to start right with the. Uh, the Texas beef, or you want or uh, the the different ranches? However,
2: well, we we can talk to Texas Beef Council. Uh, sure. Yeah they they got hold of me a couple of weeks ago, and if you're not not I guess if you're not from Texas, you're not familiar with them, and I guess some here aren't either. But what they do is is they uh, uh, they help promote beef in the in the state of Texas. So they not only do they deal with the marketing of the meat, they work with marketing of the cattle research. Um, you go to their website. It's um beeflovingtexas.com. You get recipes, get ideas. They they got their hands in a lot, but their sole job is is to promote beef in the state of Texas and Texas beef, Texas raised beef. So they, they work from the ranchers to the people cooking, the whole whole process of promoting it. They're up in Austin. So good 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 people up there. I know a few of people I've been to the to their uh office up there in Austin but uh, they, they do a whole lot for beef in the state of Texas.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So they reached out to you for some
2: recipes? Right. So what they did is, is they were going to have the ultimate beef-loving Texan, I think is, is what they're calling it. But uh, they reached out to me and said, hey, we saw you on social media. And I do tag them a lot in my, in my beef post. So I'm always tagging, you know, uh, beef-loving Texans, hashtagging uh, beef-loving chefs. And so those both, uh, you know, those are always getting out there. And so uh, they got hold of me and said, hey, we're going to have a little contest. Would you submit three recipes to us? And um, we'll see what we like and get back with you and tell you what we'd like you to cook for us. So I submitted three recipes to them. I turned in a, um, an Akushi brisket. I turned in a pan, uh, pan-seared ribeye with a bourbon pan sauce, and then I turned in the beef tenderloin jalapeno poppers. So those were the three I submitted uh, to them for review. Uh, they picked the poppers and got back with me and said, will you do a short 60-second video uh, on this, which are is new to me. Now, I've done some reels and stuff just kind of put together, but never – Going in there, and going, hey, I'm going to do a reel or I'm going to do a TikTok. This is my first time to really go in there and go, oh, I'm going to do a short form video. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of new. In fact, on YouTube, that's the first short I've ever, I've yeah, ever done. It you was click on my shorts. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I'm long-winded, right? I can't say what I want to in 60 seconds.
1: <laughs> but yeah, those uh, those poppers, they they looked fantastic. So now how long is the so the the contest went live yesterday.
2: Ten days. So it's going to the twenty-third. So everybody on here and I've I've hit you know New England Pitmasters, uh Texas uh barbecue chapter, uh people like that that I've I've got things in there on. And uh, you can you can go to, to beeflovingtexas.com and it's right at the top. But yeah, there's seven people, and I'm the littlest Instagram on there. I got, I don't know, 2,600, 2,700 followers on Instagram, and one of them has over 100,000. So I'm pulling out all the stops. You know, my kids get A's if they vote for me, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, to see if I can get some votes to catch up with it. I think the smallest one I looked at was 19,000. So I was by far the smallest Instagrammer now. YouTube-wise, I, I got a lot of followers. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. we opened the coffee shop, my YouTube slowed down. I wasn't posting every week. So my views on YouTube have really dropped because if you're not posting every week, they're not promoting. you. Yeah. And so everything kind of dropped off. And uh, this spring, I started posting again every week. So I've been going every week through the summer, but I still haven't picked up all the views I was getting on YouTube as before just because the – you know, I drink black coffee. You know, I, I didn't drink a latte. I didn't know what a frappe was or a cappuccino or you know go down the go down the list you know a a mocha latte with you know whatever so uh, I had a big learning curve and then I had to teach the kids and had to get recipes up for the pastries and all kinds of stuff so it it took a lot of my time and so my my YouTube suffered from that yeah. but we're coming back around and and it'll pick up and we'll see how I do in the next uh, about eight days in this contest but. Uh, you know, I guess I got a good shot as any. You can't ever tell if we get people out there, you know, the right person shares it, you never know.
1: Oh, that's for uh, sure. You know. As long as you got a seat at the table, you still got a chance. So
2: Well, you know, there's seven of us. If I hit the top two, I'll get invited to a head to head cook off up in Austin, uh, since September. We'll go up there and we'll we'll go head to head against somebody if I'm in the top two and and then the winner of that gets crowned the ultimate beef loving Texan for the next year. And we will do a video a month for them for the next 12 months. And I'm sure there'll be some other things going on oh, that's uh, cool. with that. But I, I think my recipe is the best recipe of all the seven. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not prejudiced or anything, but it was it was a pretty freaking good recipe. And I looked at the other ones. I, I, I think I got the best one.
1: Yeah, I checked out a couple of them. I, I got to go back and check out the rest tonight. But, you know, I'm a little biased personally. So... <laughs> Jim, what's happening uh, Dan Kimball, what's up brother, can't wait to see you this weekend Michael Goff, my brother, what's happening brother Mad Max calling you out brother, Ken, what's going on So You've been doing You went on a little bit of a tear on, <laughs> You can say that, right <laughs> On experimenting, or if you will, but more, more so, head to head of the different ranches now that have gotten or have gotten into, you know, selling retail or or farm, farm to the right. table type deals. Yeah, right. farm to yeah. table to consumer, and you know, some have been doing it for a while, and really. Nobody outside of Texas really knew, or some have just uh, just got into the game themselves. You know, one in particular I know you've been trying is the Four Sixes Ranch in Texas, which folks know it's not nec- not just a ranch that was on a television show. It is a real working ranch. Real, real cattle, real cowboys—the whole nine—not just a counterpart to Yellowstone, the Four Sixes Ranch in Texas. You've gotten some uh, some product from. Uh, tell us about their stuff and uh, a few of the others uh, you've been uh, working with and um, and your comparisons between them.
2: We'll do that. I, j- I did just put the link in, guys, so it's in the in the chat uh, where you can go vote. And if y'all will share that around, that'll take you right to the to the uh, uh, Texas Beef Council's website. So that's in the link of the Facebook chat. All right? But, yeah, what I did was was uh, since Yellowstone, when Beth got on there and goes, hey, these people down there in Texas are selling meat. Hey, Daddy, we're, we're doing the wrong thing. Instead of selling cows, let's sell meat. Yeah, and of course he's like, "No, honey, we're we're ranchers. We're not, you know." Anyways, I thought, you know what? It may not be bad to do some uh, videos with with the four sixes. And I tell you, the other one that, that kind of beat me to the trigger on that that I saw was Fire and Water, Darren. Yeah, he's got a bunch of their their meetup, and and so really, him and I right now are the only two that are really putting up four sixes stuff. So what I did was was I talked to a buddy of mine. They gave you a free shipping if it was over 150 bucks. So I was gonna order $150 from them and you know, and and get a variety and do some videos. And Jeff is a super guy, y'all. He does the closing on all my videos. As the yeah. and, uh the Swenson Wagon. and that's been my closing for for years since I put it on there. But Jeff is a is a cowboy singer, uh uh cowboy preacher. Does a lot of, of cowboy rodeos and does the churches, you know, church rodeo and stuff. And he, him and I have been friends since 1980 when we started college together. And anyways, uh, I was telling Jeff what I was going to do because he's friends with some people up on the Sixes. I know some people from the Sixes. It's up going toward the Panhandle, you know, mm-hmm. the the top of Texas. And it was a Burke Burnett Ranch, so it started like in the 1800s, right? Uh so it's I mean it's been around a long time, very well established ranch. And he goes, Hey, did you know the Morehouses are selling beef also? And I was like, Well, no, I, I didn't. And I've met Tom Morehouse, I've met Bob Morehouse and them from the Morehouse Ranch, which isn't near the size or the but uh they're they're really good people. And he said, Hey, well, why don't you uh uh order some meat from them also? So I kind of took that money I was gonna spend, went two directions with it, and uh I got some ribeyes in for the Sixes. I got some in for the Morehouse. I did a standalone ribeye for the Sixes, a standalone ribeye for the Morehouse Ranch. And then I came back and did a head-to-head Sixes against the Morehouse. And um, both of them were excellent. The, uh had a little hiccup with the Sixes, and they, they were trying to make it up. when I, I was like, hey, guys, I, my first day got here thawed out. Now, that day was like 110 in Texas, yeah. right? So. You know, they did ship it in here, and uh, and it was uh, FedExed in, and, and and was box was wet, box was tore open, so they uh, apologized and immediately shipped me out of two more ribeyes, and uh, got those in, and the box was thawed again, and so I called. This time I called them, and I got a really nice lady. Their customer service was tremendous. She said, "Hey, sorry, chef. You know," uh, she goes, "Are the steaks thawed?" And I was like haven't even tried box was wet tore open I called haven't even reached in the box yet so I reached in the box they they have a really nice packaging it's like a uh, you know a bag you would take to your local grocery store for frozen food yeah not a big one but they put it in that with dry ice pack it away insulated and um they were hard as rocks so the steaks were good the second time but they were like hey sorry you know we want to make it up to you we're gonna send you a, a care package so then they sent me a box of beef that had a pound of uh, their bread their ground meat is is prime rib ground prime rib so they sent me a pound of hamburger meat they sent me two prime tenderloins five ounce two choice tenderloins eight ounce two more ribeyes two strip steaks so they sent me a nice deal to say we're sorry right (laughs) And uh, and of course they knew I was probably doing videos with it. And they didn't want me to dog them too bad. (laughs) So I wound up with a whole stack of meat from them, uh, from the more houses. I ordered the ribeyes from them. They had outer skirts. If you're dealing with skirt steaks or fajitas, if you don't know the outer skirt is the primo. That's what we used to get years ago when fajitas first showed up in Texas. And, um, now they, there's so many of them, they're shipped out so much that you see the inner skirt and, um, And so they have the outer skirt. So I ordered three pounds of those, and they threw me in a a strip loin. Uh, And so anyways, Morehouse has shipped theirs out, came in great. And so I've been kind of tearing up through those. I've got over half of that meat recorded already. I've only got, you know, maybe a half dozen of videos. And this popper video was probably the fifth video I've done on those two. And then I had another ranch. And like I said, I tag everything. Beef loving Texas, right? So, Average uh, Farms, which is a Kushi raiser out in West Texas, they got hold of me and said, Hey, we see you're doing these videos for these other ranches. Will you do some videos for us if we send you some meat? I was like, Sure. Why not? <laughs> so, they sent me an brisket and two 12 ounce fillets. So, I, I've got probably 20 videos in the works of Texas raised, and then I I do have some Texas raised on there because I had worked with Chapman Cattle Company, 3C Cattle Company, and you may have seen some of the, they they not only do beef now, they're doing pork. Probably the best pork chops I ever ate was from them. Big old thick center cut chops I did, and they're doing chickens now too, and I've done some chicken videos for them. So I had worked with Chapman before on Texas, basically ranch to table, and uh, now I'm working with the Sixes, working with the Morehouse's, and uh working with Everage Farms. Um now the sixes and the more houses, I've bought everything from them other than, hey, we're sorry, here's some things to try. But uh they're not they're not sponsoring me anyways. But uh, I made some really good, some really good steaks. And I'll shut up so you can talk. Here we go. <laughs>
1: That's all right. All right, we got the other CJ. What's up, brother? The CJ's West Coast Shake CJ. Is in the house, Mister Mister Volkman. That's Mister Volkman. That's right. Big Heart Special. What's up, brother? Stephen Darlene, what's going on, little Schmitty? What's going on, brother? So, was there a really big difference between the the ranches? You know, maybe they feed a little different, or.
2: There, there is a little bit. The aging is probably a little different. Uh, average farms, which I haven't tried their steaks yet, their Akushi is what I tried. They're dry aged for twenty eight days. Okay. Uh, the Morehouse and the Sixes are uh, dry aged for three to four weeks, so they're in that same same time frame. The interesting thing is this: the Morehouse meat all comes off the Morehouse Ranch. They, they're, they're there. They get them processed, and it's in Texas, processed Texas from Texas. The sixes doesn't all come from the sixes. They also get meat from what they call like-minded raisers. So someone has the same philosophy of raising meat uh, that they do, and their meat isn't necessarily even from the states. If they they sell you meat, now the girl I dealt with, Karen was her name, she was lovely, uh, very good to deal with, she uh, she said most of their meat is, and that's what they where they try to stay. But if you have cattle, if you get meat from the sixes, they've been in the states for at least a hundred days. So basically, they're pulling grass fed beef from somewhere else, and they're finishing them out for a hundred days on grain here. Okay, because they're all grass raised, right? Grain finished. Is well, hey, you got a big sexy t shirt on today too. You just Look noticing season, that? Man. Big sexy barbecue society. You know. For it. the large boys, we can we can probably come up with some of those t shirts if somebody wants them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's on Facebook. Hell yeah,
1: hell yeah. So so that that's interesting that they, they they almost partner up with different ranches, like you were saying, that have the same belief system and raise in the same way.
2: And it made it be a volume thing for them. You know, the Sixes have a big name with Yellowstone uh, being such a big show. I'm thinking they probably were like, yeah, we can't keep up with just our meat. We're going to have to branch out. Uh, The Laura and Gage Morehouse, which are uh, Tom's, the the guy that owns it, Tom Morehouse. Mm -hmm. And it's his son and daughter-in-law. And they were doing like half cows, quarter cows, and selling things like that. So they've just kind of started branching off into the... The individual steaks and things like that, so it's, it's a little different for them. They're kind of wetting their their toes in it. Uh, Average Farms is a little bit. They Average Farms has their own processing plant now. Uh, with them, uh, Amanda Average, I've dealt with her. She was very pleasant to deal with. And actually, when we got to talking, there's friends of ours that uh, buy meat from her and live out there close to them in West Texas, uh, where their cattle's getting raised. But they they've got that Akushi. A cushy Angus cross to to call it a cushy, it's got to be at least 50 percent. So they're running a 50 50 cross of, of black Angus and a cushy. Okay, and that was a great, great brisket. So the people I've dealt with, Mark Chapman, who's up around Hyco, Texas, not as far out as those other ones, uh, a little more in North Central, I would call him. Uh, his they're they're coming everything off their farm and they're they're putting their cattle out and they they. Went out for their pork and chicken, I think. But uh, Chapman's have some great, great meat products, too. And I got quite a few videos from from uh, Chapman's and Mark Chapman. They were great to deal with and still are, you know. But uh, there's some good people that are trying to market their beef, cut out that middleman, and get rid of some of these big packers. People don't realize, you know, some of the big packers aren't, aren't what they used to be, you know. And so by going this way, it, it helps the ranchers out. And that's something that, that the Texas Beef Council does, is help them to market their beef um, on the uh, on the open market, and, and people are learning how to do it. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it helps out. In fact, Average Farms, I think, is doing things besides meat. I think they've got other things that they're putting out. They're having a pretty big operation. I've just, just started dealing with them and just met them, so I don't know all their details yet.
1: Okay. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. Greg DiGiorgio, the barbecue broker. What's up, my man? Junior, what's going on? Big Salinas Barbecue in the house. <clears throat> so so that was great to find out all that. And like I said, we've been talking about it, so I had a little you know, head start on everybody. But I was interested to see if there were any slight differences you found. But, uh, but all in all, looks like all quality
2: products. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't got anything bad from either one. The uh, the ribeyes I got in the the sixes were a little bit thinner. They had said inch and a quarter, but they were really about a one inch cut. Uh, they were about fourteen ounces. and the Morehouse was about a sixteen ounce, and they were a good inch and a quarter cut. And, and and in the head-to-head, I ought to not tell anyone to make them go watch the video see which one won, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, they had uh, great video. The, the Morehouse, me and Libby and John all, all taste and all agreed the Morehouse was the better steak that day. Uh, I think it's probably one of those on any given day, which one are you tasting at the time. But I think the thickness helped, especially when you got out of that, that rib cap or the spinalis yeah. into the main body of that ribeye that thicker steak was just a little more moist. They were both medium rare, uh, great flavor, tender. I have, you know, no, no gripes at all on either one. Um, Now the the big difference is, is those ribeyes from the sixes were 40 bucks a piece. I ordered two and they had a discount there around the 4th of July. If you put in celebrate, I think it was 20% off. So I got, um, I got those for 20% off. So I want to say they were like 64 bucks, something like that, or whatever the 15% whatever it was. Um and so I got two for 64 and the more houses were $30 a piece. So yeah, you know, it was a $30 steak versus a $40 steak. You know, so the the price difference was a little yeah, a little wow. different. I thought their fajitas were I forgot, they were like 12 something a pound, which now fajitas down here are you're going to pay, you know, $8 a pound for them anyways, yeah. you know? And so it wasn't that much more. You were getting the outer skirt, which is much better than the inside skirt. You're going to go down and get an HEB.
1: Oh, I love me some HEB, that's for sure. I've, I've, I've decided I need, we need to start a petition to get an HEB, a Bucky's, and an Academy of Sports up here in New England.
2: In New Hampshire? New Hampshire. The- we'll, we'll, we'll
1: keep it up in New Hampshire. For sure, for sure, but we got um, we got another competition coming up this weekend, which we're about oh, if we call today, pretty much over. We got about forty eight hours till load in day on Friday, so we're looking forward to it. So with everything you know, we do that goes on with the cook cook offs. Cooking on the side is also another thing. so I'd like to talk to you a little bit because you're my resident expert on Dutch oven cooking and we haven't talked Dutch oven cooking in a while on the show. If ever, I think, I think we, I would have only covered it really with you on a, on a, on a occasion or two, but, um, but, you know, obviously we're all out at the sites and everyone's got the fires going and, and everything. So, you know, a Dutch oven, you can throw right on the coals. You can throw it right in the smoker itself, you know. Um, what are some of the good keys and tips to, uh, to Dutch oven, c- cooking with a Dutch oven?
2: I, I would say one thing is, you know, of course, it, 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 you know, the key to any of the live fire cooking is heat management, right? On a Dutch oven though, when you when you start placing your coals, I recommend this. I tell people to start off with charcoal and then go to live coal, because it just it gives you an idea of you can count coals and get a little better idea of what's going on. But uh don't put heat in the middle of your pan. If you if you put the heat all the way to the middle of that of that Dutch oven, you know, and we're talking a camp oven, so it's got feet on it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you put the coals in the middle, you get a real hot spot, you're going to burn in the middle. So you, you put your coals around the outer edge, and it radiates to the middle and doesn't burn. And then the top, same way, they're lined around the outside and, and rotate every 15 minutes. The, the bottom rotates uh, you know, uh, clockwise, and the lid rotates counterclockwise so that they're always moving around each other. But it's, it's like it's like barbecue. It's that, it's that heat maintenance but if you keep the, the the coals from the center, you're going to find out it's a whole lot better. Uh, finishing up something like a dessert or something, it's great sometimes take all the heat off the bottom, move it to the side, leave your heat on the top, and let it finish baking that way. You know, my uh, Jack Daniels peach cobbler was entered in four cook-offs. It won three. It came in second once. So... It's it's a pretty dang good recipe. It is. Uh, the time they came in second, I think they were crazy. But um, it's 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 a tremendous, and it it it's a winner every time. I've won with a uh, a bourbon sauced bread pudding. Um, a little tougher to do. So the Jack Daniels is is proven, and it's easier. So I kind of got where when I was still going to cook-offs, if it had a dessert division, it was Jack Daniels peach cobbler every time. You know, and it 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 proved to win. I had a friend one time that had some his wife did some great peach turnovers. Ooh, and so cool. I was like, Golly Kathy, these things are tremendous. They were just great. I was like, man, you're gonna win. You're gonna win dessert. She says, You think I'll beat you? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you you've got this hands down. So, anyways, they got called for second, right? And they called me for first and as I'm walking <laughs> up I hear her holler. It was the Jack Daniels, which probably was the the deal. But my, my greatest story on the Jack Daniels is this. You know, we're serving it on the barbecue trailer all the time as our dessert. And uh, I would normally do it. And when Libby first started doing it, you know, she had cooked it some, but not a lot. And Somebody bought a, a cobbler and they were like, man, that's got a lot of whiskey in it. I go, nah, not much. Just third cup, you know. And then I uh, hear a little bit, somebody goes, man, there's a lot of whiskey in that cobbler. And I'm like, no, yeah, third cup, not much. And so this is getting said a few times. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> I taste this cobbler. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> you know, and I look at Libby and I go, honey, how much Jack Daniels did you put in that cobbler? She goes, just like you do. I put in two cups. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, some people don't open this on the car on the way home.
1: <laughs> no, you take those two cups. You put a third of a cup in the in the cobbler, and you take the rest in the cup yeah. on the side.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a little strong that day on on Jack Daniels.
1: Yeah. Um, Judge, what's happening, JB, my brother? What's going on, Greg, Sean? What's happening? Um. But like I said, with, 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 with the cook-offs, you know, um, preparation is the key to, you know, a successful cook. Did I even say that? Was that, was that even a fucking word? Nope. Thank you. you we got, know what you meant, though. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got the – my official New England translator right here, Chef Johnny. Um, preparation's key to a successful cook. There you go, and you know, especially if we're going to be out in a campground or a site for you know a few days, with the with the Dutch oven, you can prepare ahead of time. You've done some great, and I've and I've uh, tried them out. You've done some great pasta dishes where yes. you you have. Yes. Uh, I love
2: pasta, and what I do with my pasta, and that's probably what you're alluding to. I'll cook my pasta before I go camping. Like we're going out camping, and we're taking it. So you know, and I might even brown my meat, mm. right? So that I can come back in, throw them together. And you want to kind of—you don't want to cook that pasta all the way to, to tender. You're going to leave it al dente, right? So you want to leave it a little, little firm, yeah. So that it'll finish cooking in the pot. But yeah, pre-pre cook that. You know, uh, you can—I mean, there's a lot of things you can do at a cook-off or camping, either one that can make it a lot easier because you don't want to spend your whole time. If you're camping, you don't want to spend your whole time prepping. Yeah. You know, kind of the same way, you know, when you're doing your Dutch oven cooking. So, you know, I I tried to get as much done before I could go as I could. You know, our injections for our briskets were made before we went. You know, it's everything's labeled. Everything's in there. We knew what was there, what's this, what's that. And we showed them. When Fernando and I would go, uh, you know, we we had a system and we stayed sober. You know, where you'd go to the chef's meeting, and you'd go, don't worry about them, don't worry about them, don't worry about them. <laughs> you know, you'd pull out all the drugs real quick, and, um, and you know, they weren't going to be real big because they're all drunk. They're going to miss their times, right? Especially if you start cooking hot and fast. Yeah. You got you to gotta be on top of it, and you need to be sober to do it. So we did it like a business, and uh, we prepped all we could before. Uh, back then you know you couldn't always do a trim brisket before you had to wait till you got there mm-hmm. nowadays guys are trimming their briskets and vacuum sealing them and taking them up there but back in those days you just you didn't get to do it that way because you know i haven't cooked off much in, in quite a while but uh you know it's just get everything ready you can and in your dutch oven it's the same way if you're gonna get, if, whether you're you're cooking off or camping get everything done before you go, that you can do before you go, so you enjoy your time there.
1: Now, there was a, um, you had told me of a, it, it's really a math problem uh, or equation to figure out the coals. And it had a lot to base off of whatever cast iron you're using, the number on the lid. Right, so right. So if there was so a if, 10 if or 12, with
2: the, if we got, a I say, a number 10 Dutch oven. Uh, if it's a, a baker, what I, if it's the low one, not the tall one, right? Tall one's a little different, but the, the low one, the number 10 is about four inches high. Double the size of your Dutch oven. Okay. And that's going to give you around, around, so you, that's 10, right? And yeah. you got a 10 inch, we double it, that's 20. And then um, add two. And that's going to give you around 3, 325. And then if you want to add another 50 degrees, add two more. So you're gonna double it plus two plus two, and I put two thirds on top, one third on bottom. Yeah, uh, that yeah. way you don't. That you got to protect that bottom, and that's what's gonna get the hottest on you. Uh, so that's the that's the math equation, and then you know the wind's a factor. If you got a a, a breeze blowing that, you know, and it's coming from the left, your right side's gonna be hotter, right? Because it's stoking your fire and, and getting it hot, you know, from the middle over. You know the left side is gonna be cooler, right side is gonna be hotter. That's why that rotation and things like that, and being careful on that on that hotter side, yeah, is is yeah. important.
1: Yeah, and um, like I said, I I'm, I was thinking about possibly bringing it this and playing around, and then and, and doing a you know doing a couple things. Like I said, the the pasta dish was you did was was extremely easy, but like you said, you had prepared it all already. You had the three-quarter way cooked pasta, you had already had browned the meat and you were just really adding it and really, you know, basically heating it up and and finishing it off. Mm -hmm. But as we're about to – oh, there's JB. You got to show up prepared, show up, and only have to inject and cook. Yeah, that's what it's come down to now, you know, that they change the rules and like tomorrow I'm going to be trimming my chicken and my brisket and you know my pork is already done the the rib, my ribs uh, my ribs you know take the membrane off a little cut here and there you know I can do that do I do that on site but yeah preparation ready to ready to go vacuum seal it and you know m- makes it a lot easier you can concentrate a little bit more on uh on on finer details but as we're going to roll this up still on Live fire cooking, and like you said, you're, you were a, a black coffee man. There's nothing like I, I like more than a, a nice cup of coffee, got the pot rolling on the coals. You know, I put it on the grate to begin with on, on, the, on the grill side of the smoker, and it just was taking forever. I just took the grate off, put it right in the coals. What is the key to a great cowboy coffee or campfire coffee if someone's using one of the older style camping pots
2: they'll you know especially if it's a boiler you know my deal is 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 uh when i and i've got some videos on cowboy coffee a few of them but what i do is is i uh i like to let it boil and roll i think it gets rid of some of the the uh acidity in it mm-hmm. when it does that but uh got to get it down close to your fire you know um uh, so you got to get that pot down there, get it boiling. Then you can lift it up and let it, you know, slow down a little bit. But yeah, let it boil for a little bit. Don't pull it off too quick. I've got a percolator I use a lot that's a campfire percolator, but I let it perk for a while too. I, I think yeah. as that water goes through there, it gives you a good, if you're, um, there's a lot of tricks for using an old boiler that they will tell you, put a stick over it and the grounds will fall. People will drop eggs in there and, and do that. <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, I haven't figured that one out yet. But um, pouring cold water in the top, pour it in the spout, pour it on the top, and that'll push those grounds to the bottom. Yeah, and then you can pour some good coffee off the top and get, it, and get you a good a good coffee. Yeah, and I I, 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 don't, I I don't I don't do a real fine grind on that either. I leave it a little little coarser when I'm doing a a, a cowboy coffee.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually used that cold water trick before before I got the um you know the campsite coffee pot. Um, you know, during the winter, we lose, we lose power a lot mm-hmm. and I, I have a gas stove so I can light the, light, light the stove and, and cook with it. But with the power off, the coffee does not, the coffee machine doesn't work. And Mrs. Mags gets angry when the coffee machine does not work as do I. But so I'm like, all right, we're going to put uh, some tips from chef to the trick literally got a saucepan put water in it put the grounds right in fired the lit up lit the put the gas on lit the stove real quick and did that and it was started boiling and rolling and okay and she goes how are we gonna get the grounds she we look you know she's looking for like a cheesecloth or a thing. Yeah, yeah I'm like hold on we're gonna put a trick so I I, I grabbed the Yeti of cold water and I held the pot and I poured it in there and then I poured and it works. The grounds go straight to the bottom of the pot and the 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 coffee just poured beautifully. It was a great trick, but but yeah, so a little Dutch oven cooking possibly this weekend up at the comp. We'll definitely have my coffee rolling every morning and afternoon and evening. And... Um, yeah. So, Chef, you just posted the link again, but there's also, if you go to your Facebook page, I know, and you've shared it to a bunch of the groups, but in the description there, you had the link. You just click right there and right. press it right to And if to, you go to my,
2: my Instagram and YouTube, well, Instagram is Texas Style Cuisine. YouTube is Texas Style Barbecue and Cuisine. It's my only short, and there's a link there with it. And if you go to Instagram... You go to my bio, and there's a, a link. There's two links in there, and one of them says "Vote for Texas Style Cuisine." Hit that; it'll take you to the uh, Texas Beef Council site. Go vote now, and and I, I think you might even be able to do it daily. So, yeah, and I think yeah. you can do it like on YouTube and on Instagram both. Okay. So I had kids today vote on Instagram, vote on YouTube, and they did went the link direct to the link and voted a third time. Oh, beautiful. So hit, hit them all. Yeah, my students, were they were racking up the A's today, <laughs> buddy. <laughs>
1: hey, any, 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 way, any way to get a good A, that's fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But, Chef, it was great talking with you, my brother. It's great catching up with you. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Hang in there one second. I'll jump right back in with you. I'll just close this out. Awesome, Chrissy. Wealth knowledge. Chef's the best. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Chef. We we've literally spent hours on the phone, and you know, anytime I have a question or anything, you know, I call him right up, Mister Mags. What's up, <laughs> Chef? I need your insight. Teach yes. me, and you know, always willing, always willing to answer any questions, give me tips that I might need. Such a great guy. You know, the entire family. I've met Miss Libby for the first time. Um, back in Houston in February, which was wonderful, and uh, looking forward to seeing them again this year. But yeah, we got the uh, comp this weekend, boys. Not won't be long now. We're going to have a good old time up there, up in Hiram, Maine. The weather looks beautiful. Looks like a little rain maybe on Friday during load-in, but uh, the rest of the weekend looks beautiful. Mid to high seventies nice. some sun not too much I don't want to curse anything, so I'm gonna stop right there, but boys, can't wait to catch up, which is we'll have a couple beverages, some laughs we'll uh we'll we'll find some time maybe on Friday we'll do a couple uh you know quick little interviews introductions of the different teams and uh get some content out on Friday after setup. Yeah. While everyone's rolling around waiting for everybody. But uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and, and notification bell. You have all the episodes right at your fingertips. Find all the social media links listed down below. Questions and comments please send it to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling.